Berisha to Yamanzi. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Berisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante with the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! And the Western service crew are celebrating. It's Tongyek beating Rolls. Welcome back to All That West. You are joined by Kelsey and I'm your host, Wallace. The gruesome twosome are back, you and me, buddy. We missed our boat. Yeah, we missed the boat. We missed the boat to Tassie. The rest of the crew are either come back and are probably debilitated or are there and debilitated. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah, they're like, yeah I, I, you know, it's a tough one. Like some of them also missed the boat back. I hear some of them are even swimming back. <laughs> I heard that. How's your week been? Yeah, not bad. It's been a nice, quiet one. How's yours been? Yeah, about much the same. Big win on the weekend. Do you want me to go through some A-League highlights? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Well, the A-League had another big week with three games having two all draws, City coasting to top of the table after putting seven goals past victory and making the manager redundant. Yeah, McLaren five. They're giving him the golden boot and making him top best. You're killing, you're hurting us all victory here. Like, they're just shining up that boot right now. It's done. The goal difference for victory is uh, for City is ridiculous because of victory. You do, you yeah, do all that's 13 in two games. The line has been crossed, <laughs> like, the line's been obliterated. It's, yeah, that line's gone. Did I mention the cat on the field during the Adelaide United game? Not yet. I sent you the clip. Oh, no, I oh, know. You didn't mention it. I, I, I meant in conversation with oh, you. Oh, did sir. you mention it? Yes. Yeah. Did I see a bag of Dim Sims running across that field? Yes, I did. They look delicious. But how does that even happen? Seagulls, seagulls, I get. Welcome to Adelaide. Best way I can describe that. And in the biggest news this week, and in the top two stories I've heard about Alu Qual from the weekend. He actually runs second. He signed with... Stuttgart. Yeah. VFB Stuttgart for five years. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Thrilled. This is exactly what that young talent getting gain, like getting that noticed and taken to Europe to develop. I've noticed Germany seems to have a look at the A-League quite intensely. You know, Singh, obviously. Uh, some others have been picked up by their clubs um, before. So it's not, it's, but it's good to see. Some people are saying it's too soon and it will he'll only go there and fail. I think that's a really negative mindset because the education he will get there... Exactly. It was like Pasquale at Ajax. Was he probably ever going to likely start for Ajax? No, but the education he's received, magnificent. And look, I have a feeling he'll end up on loan. Look, at first year, I reckon he might stay within the club, within the academy system. Then I'll be looking to loan him a bit and build him up. But if you look at what he's done this year, and I'm a big fan, I'm really gutted we didn't sign him, but I don't think he would have profited from our system. He's, he's been a, mainly an impact player, and he's done that job perfectly. Yeah. And I think that person or that role is very understated at clubs. Yes, yeah, so that's what I mean. The impact player off, off the bench is the most underrated position. Like because yeah, you need to come in and do a job. Come in and do the job. Make an impact. It's a very it's a very well like aptly named role. Yeah. Like when Diamani come on, i.e. the city game. Mm. Yeah, no, I really like Kowal. Even if he does fail, he can always come back and rejoin West United with all that knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's the education. Because by then, CCM will be the Sydney, Northern Sydney... Beaches Devils? Man United Devils? I don't know. But yeah, I'm really keen for that. 
beer of the week this week, we'll actually do it. And only because it's a beer I made and I'm very happy with it. It's an all grain recipe I made of a seasonal beer. It's a Christmas beer, but because of the cold weather and it's finally aged well, it's, um, what do you think? Much better than when I gave it to you for Christmas? It definitely tastes different. Uh, quite light. Has some um, nice grainy texture to it. Like, I would say grainy is like a bad... It's the mouthfeel. Yeah, it's the mouthfeel. It's quite nice. Um, yeah, it really hits the right note. Yeah. How much better though, the, the six months of aging though? Yeah. That's oh, four months of aging. Yeah, this is what I initially intended. I was really unhappy with it. But I didn't wait long enough for it to, to settle or bottle condition. So, yeah, shout out to me for brewing this. So, spoiler alert, I still have a bottle or two left. Oh, really? I am, I've got a few left still. That's why I'm, I'm, it's probably the last beer I have left made. Um, so, hence why I'm drinking it. But it was a pleasant surprise. It's just delicious. Uh, moving on, there isn't much news this week, but we'll talk about the NPL. So, both NPL teams went down to Steed Park to take on Geelong Soccer Club. Uh, both games ended with draws, with the seniors doing 2-2 and the under-21s 1-1, which isn't too bad. And I've and this confused me, and I want to elaborate on this. The seniors team is technically an under-23s team, but can feature a couple of older players. Yeah, that's usually how it works. You yeah. usually have, I think, up to three, I think. Yeah. Just to clarify, in case anyone was confused, I like to, like, just to take it back. Yep. Um, we haven't had any signings. And in injury announcement, Rizzo's freaking back, man. Not only is he back... He played. Were you G'd up when that when he came on last minute? And I don't want to take too much away from the game because we'll get to that. How G'd up with you? We needed him back. Like that just frees up the entire right side of the pitch. Yep. I want to yeah, the whole right side of the pitch. Um, I always get my left and rights mixed up there sometimes. You think screen versus the way they're playing. Why don't you do, remember your le- righty tidy lefty Lucy? That's for a whole different thing. I know. Um, but yeah, no, good to have him back. Gives us depth, flexibility, um, will allow for impact players like impacts up for Pierre's, for example. Well, that's what I was going to get to. I, I'm so keen for what the, the future could hold. And some people see an impact player as a step back. I think this could give, because I'm looking at Pierre's at the moment and he looks massively fatigued. I'd have to agree on that 100%. That's what we're saying. Like we're worried about him playing 90 minutes consistently game in, game out. Not only physical fatigue, but mental fatigue and the demands of it. Because he's only 21. I remember when I was 21, I didn't turn up to work a lot. Should I say when I was 21? Kind of not that great. I'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Glowpair. Glowpair makes self-watering planners for people of all skill levels. I've had one for close to six years and I'm such a huge fan. They're amazing. Me and my daughter use like plant it on there. I love taking her to go get fresh herbs and veggies. For dinner, like I had a roast yesterday and I went and got some fresh rosemary. Yes, some people like to dry it out, but I like mine fresh. It's just a little, I'm a little I like it like fresh that. too. I like the smell of it. Yeah, same. And I just, I, I planted it maybe three or four years ago, the rosemary, and I've always had enough. It's always grown enough. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to I like to have it in a, my plant with my capsicum plant because then it balances out the fact that rosemary doesn't like wet roots, whereas capsicum, it's a sponge. It really is a sponge. Yeah. If you're interested in setting up a, an urban garden and you don't have space, this is perfect for you. Um, if you're a retiree and you want to do something, you've always had a garden, this is for you. This is for anyone. Well, you've got a new property and your backyard's not that big due to the way blocks are done. You've got some options. Well, we've got a vertical wall coming to your house, buddy. Vertical um, walls, plural. Oh, I hope so. Let's put my kids through college. <laughs> <laughs> right. So welcome to Around the Grounds. 
Adelaide United captain uh, Stefan Mark has um, been embroiled in a legal stoush with a leading sports psychologist with a leading sports psychologist who has launched federal court action accusing him of ripping off her work and claiming it as his own. You heard much about this? No, but it is a bit interesting because he has put out his own little uh, diary thing, which he's been publishing. And yeah, a lot of been, a lot of memes. Destruction in the box took the piss pretty hard out of it. Uh, he's got a little diary for noting things, which makes sense from a, like a sports psychology front, having something to note how you're performing, what you're working on, setting goals. And I think that is pretty evident in a lot of self-help books and yeah. a lot of managerial training. Mindfulness is a huge thing for sports psychology and yeah. all that. Melbourne City are in talks of Brisbane Raw about a short-term deal for strikers. Uh, Scott McDonald with Jamie McLaren soon to be missing on soccer rouge duty. Just going to say he's still going to win the golden boot though. If, if they play victory again, yeah. Oh, God. Um, why would Raw do this? Yeah, I can't see how this benefits. This is a Robbie Slater rumor, and this just, like, it doesn't make sense to me. You've got so many, and I posted this on our um, Facebook page, and a couple of people asked the questions, like, why would we do this? Why would City do this when they have such a great youth system? Kolakovsky's coming through. He's gotten a couple. Well, Metcalf, Metcalf's been all right. Taking Naboo? our club, how many of their youth do we keep stealing because well, they're not giving them opportunities? Exactly. How many people amongst the league are from the city youth system that doesn't have the opportunity to play? Yeah, like, and I don't understand why they want him. Like, the only thing I can think is that Scott McDonald maybe wants to come back to Victoria being a Melbourne boy. Mm. Um, and then... Maybe but the club will. Maybe Brisbane want to just free up his wage a little bit. He's been injured most of the season, and he's been beneficial to their team. Like it just seems like a silly thing to do. It seems knee jerk from City, and it'd be piss poor from Raw to do, yeah. especially leading into finals because they are in finals contention. Us, them, and Wellington are in very well, similar standings. They get a striker who's injured who fills the void. It, but he's recovered. He's just. He's no, I'm just saying, if they get an injury, say round final, who fills the void? Same problem. Cost you money. You, you know what I mean? Then they've got to find a solution. It's, it's cutting their nose to spite their... Fa- like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't understand it. Why? Why? I'm really confused. Well, I think we'll move on from that. A big rebuild is planned at Melbourne Victory. It must be a huge one. <laughs> um, with imports, Ryan Shodden, Callum McManaman, uh, Justide and Butterfield all in the firing line. All four have two-year deals, which the club are likely to pay out. Steve Keane is also set to depart. Popovich seems to be the front runner with Yufuk uh, Talay, also rumoured. Alufi. They're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, they need an experience. I think Popovich would be the obvious choice. Um, I don't think... It, oh, I just I want to see that club do well because I don't like City being like having so much flex in the city. Um, the other thing too is it's weird given that only during the week... Um, Justine had that interview saying that he was going to be one of the greatest victories. No, that wasn't recently. That was at the start of the season. Yeah, but he's, you know, but even so, like, it's a bit odd. Headlines that follow unfortunate events. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that page shared it. But, yeah, I, I want I want to see a banging competition where everyone's doing fine. And seeing 7-0 is just, that's sad for everyone. Like, that's not entertaining football. But shout out to my nephew who got to walk out with one of the players for City on... Um, the big blue, so... Yeah, he was mad keen and excited for it. Yeah, that's great. Great to see. And what a game to walk out to. Oh, yeah, 
as a supporter of that club. Yeah, exactly. Like removing yourself from like your supporter bias. It's a, it's great to see the game. Like I've enjoyed this season so much. And I've spoken about this a lot this, this season about how well teams are performing. Um, I'll get into this. A 60 million deal to exclusively broadcast the UEFA Champions League is in danger of falling over amid concerns of a successful builder. The Sydney startup Sports League cannot get financial guarantees. Do you mean successful builder or successful uh, bidder? Su- su- <laughs> successful bidder. Sorry. So I was just wondering what they were building there. Um, maybe they got a bit of a wall. Not a um, financial portfolio. It's a bit of a shame. Um, I like the diversity in sports things. Yeah, um, you know, but Optus haven't done the worst job with it. Um, I wonder what will happen then. Will it go to the second best bidder? Or do we just miss out on coverage altogether? We won't miss out on coverage. They will no. sell it. They, they will, yeah. Have you heard of FIFA? They're, they, they're the McMafia, man. They well, love. they're not actually called the McMafia, but they may as well be because that's... What... Like they like money. Yeah. It's... As long as they're getting the money cut off yeah. the profits. Yeah. Someone's getting that money. I think it'd be good to see a small startup make waves. Especially an Australian one, but we'll see what happens. I also reckon there might be another issue as to why they might be having trouble getting funding from a bank. And I think you're going to segue into this. In big news, 15 of Europe's biggest clubs are in talks to launch the European Super League. It sounds like the Super Friends, but I digress. Which, if successful, would threaten the Champions League with plans to start with to start in the 23-24 season and happen midweek. UEFA has criticised the plans in a statement and said, UEFA, the English Football Association and the Premier League, the Royal Spanish F- Football Federation and La Liga and the Italian Football Federation and Liga Series A... Syria. Syria, A. Eh? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. This is a long paragraph to read. Give me a minute, man. Um have learned that a new English, Spanish and Italian clubs have maybe planning to announce their creation of a so-called Super League. It's actually called the Super League. Yeah. So it's not so-called. Um, if this would happen, we would we wish to reiterate that the governing bodies, um, but also FIFA and all member associations will remain united in efforts to stop the cynical project, uh, a project that is founded on self-interest of a few clubs at a time when society needs solidarity more than ever. We will consider all measures available to us at all levels, both judicial and sporting, in order to prevent this happen- from happening. Football is based on an open at competitions and sporting merit. It cannot be any other way. It's previously, previously announced FIFA and six federation clubs concerned will be banned from playing in any other competitions at a domestic, European or world level, level and their players could be denied the opportunity to represent their national teams. Okay, this is a lot to break down. I'm going to try and be concise, but there are a lot of points you can talk about with this. So far, there are 12 clubs who have signed, a known 12 clubs mm. that have signed up to it. Uh, six Would you say they're Eng- gunning for it? Yes, that is one of the clubs. Uh, so six from England, three from Italy, three from Spain, so, and three from Spain, yeah. Um, look, this is clearly like when the Premier League broke away from the old English football structure, it's clearly a cash grab. Yep. For those clubs, a lot of them are in a um, bit of financial trouble with no crowds and no that. It's also to gener- make sure they get permanent generated income from European f- European football. And I say that in a quoted type, comma type, inverted commas type text. Honestly, to me, the Champions League should be... I, I don't even like... I, I like it when, back in the day when the champions all got to play. Yes, the second and third teams of Spain are way better than the champions of Lithuania... No fucking shit. 
Leave my boys in Lithuania alone. But you know what I'm saying. Yes, I get that. But at least they're champions of their respective league. Mm. At the moment, it's a medium, you know, where you get like for the top leagues, the top four teams, they try and balance it out based on, you know, the leagues and the strength of that league. But this is just, you know, guaranteeing, you know, all 15 clubs at the end of this. I believe it's 12 guaranteed spots. So those teams, which... No, so it'll be 15 once they have the other three. Yeah, no, there's 15, but I think there's three rotating. Uh, I don't know. I'm happy to be wrong, but and inherently... Then, then there's going to be five they invite based on their results. Whatever, yeah. It's a freaking con is what it is. Yeah, and like, and you see straight away, like they're, gonna get, they're all going to get it guaranteed $475 million upon its starting. There's your, You've got Barcelona and Real Madrid who are like a billion dollars in debt. You've got clubs in massive debt. Mm. Now, I've heard that the reason why PSG don't want to sign is because there'd be fair play rules and they can't... Uh, breach them and just spend their owner's cash, <laughs> which I find odd that then clubs like Chelsea and Man City have signed up under financial fair play rules as well. That's a little bit bizarre, mm. considering, you know, sugar daddies. Um, and then, you know, uh, to me, yeah, just, just a cash grab. It ruins the game. And to me, to play in those kind of elite competitions, it has to be earned through mm. results, through performances on the pitch. And all it's doing is keeping those clubs at the absolute strongest they're going to have, you know, hundreds of millions of euros every year to then destroy all the clubs within their their own domestic leagues. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I like that Germany so far are refusing to sign up because they see the destruction it's causing and they already play within a very fair system within Germany. Mm. Like, for example, you, that club must make a profit with it. And if they fail, they've got one more year to make it up or they're automatically relegated. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how Germany works. That's why... That's a financial stipulation. Yeah, like Germans are very fiscally sound. We're not surprised here. But, you know, I, I just think this kind of Super League destroys the very fabric of what the game's about. I agree. I was, I'm was, i not overtly in, into a lot of the overseas leagues. I'm more of a domestic type fan. But it seems like a cash grab for me. That, and they've been threatening this for some time. And this just shows what happens when you have a monopoly in a market. Quickly before you do move on, having spoken to quite a few of the lads from the uh, West Coast crew, no one seems to be a fan of this. Yeah, we did speak to a bunch of the guys earlier today and no love. I believe your quote was F the uh, Super League. Yeah, I, that is a direct paraphrase. The, the F might be, para, might be a bit of a paraphrase. It was a freaking, I'm not big on using that word. I'm sorry, apologize to the listeners' ears. Um, it rhymes with rock. Let me set the scene for you, Kelsey. On Saturday night, the 17th of the 4th, we took on CCM. At Utah Stadium for the first game of the Tassie Festival of Football. 3,203 people saw the return of the most electrifying man in A-League entertainment. The real diamond cutter, Alessandro Diamanti. Now, before we get into the game, we're going to cross to Scott and Jay. And we had a bit of a conversation before this. And just talked about what the vibe was like with game day and kind of... The festival of football as yeah, well. about the festival of football, a bit of, a bit of insight into what's happening there. So we'll do that. Jay and Scott from the Western Service Group, also members of the pod. How are you guys going in uh, the old Tassie? Causing a ruckus? Uh, you know us. We're always in bed by eight and, uh, you know, up at the crack of dawn for work. So nothing. Bed by 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah it's, been, <laughs> it's, it's been a wild ride. I'll just leave it at that. So you guys were the first people at family day, I take it. Uh, we we got well we got there a bit late, 
but it was a fantastic day. There was a, so many kids down there. The players were all involved. Yeah, it was a really good day. A good $15 free feast. Can't complain about that. So voices are a bit gone so, as well. Let's take it back a bit, guys. What was game day like in Tassie? So game day, we pretty much got straight off the flight. It all worked out perfectly because there was eight of us and we could get a like a, a mini bus, got the mini bus straight to the pregame pub, luggage and all. And, um, you know, it was the Park Hotel just outside of Utah's. Um, we met, uh, we ended up speaking to the publican and he absolutely loved us, the bloke behind the bar. And the he's coming in. Well. No, it went all right. We, um, we went to, yeah, we got dropped off from the airport straight to the pub and we had a few beers and we took our like, luggage and all because we couldn't get into our accommodation until three. So we stayed there, had a few beers, got a few of the locals involved. And yeah, we from there we went and got our. Airbnb and then pretty much went straight down to the game. So yeah, game day was probably fantastic. Yeah. I actually don't don't mind going to the stadium. What is it? Stadium of Tassie? Yeah, Tassie. Utah's. <clears throat> Utah's. It was very old, very old school. The, the ground seemed really close to the, the you know the fans and things. It honestly reminds me of like a, a slightly bigger now stadium, but the the stands go all the way around. And it, honestly, uh, like Witten Oval, yeah, yeah. I could I could compare the experience to Witten Oval. What was the facilities like? Was the beer beer good variety of beer? Or? The, the beer was pretty good, full strength, nice and cheap. So can't can't mm-hmm. complain there. The um, lining up to get a bit of food and drinks was a bit of a nightmare because they they don't have much you know much going around there. Toilets, I think we're right. I can't remember too much of the toilets. <laughs> I should, but yeah. Security. That's what I was The security were really fantastic right up until the 70th minute. 70th minute, they then threatened to kick us out for standing. So up until the 70th, which then we contacted the club, they, they spoke to them. They let us continue. Besides that, it was a fantastic day. There, the yeah. Not, not much wrong. We we didn't quite get the front of the bay. We were put more in the middle of all the other fans. So, yeah, which was pretty good because we got a lot of people around us involved and they loved it. There was kids getting involved, families. <clears throat> there was a, what was it, about a one-year-old that was up there, yeah, just sitting there, sitting there, Go right. half clapping, it big was, grin on it. Like a young baby was like sitting right in front of me with the megaphone with like the family and absolutely loving every second. Didn't watch a second of the game, didn't know what was going on, but just looked at the active support. Uh, one of the one of the boys, Heinze, actually gave put, put the scarf around this <laughs> this infant <laughs> and she and he was absolutely loving it. Smiles galore. I think we've got a um Possibly the youngest member of the Western Service crew. <laughs> Who ate restrictions like the Bulls? Well, what is that? The bullpen? They're not even around anymore. But the good thing is, like we we went to what the family day yesterday, and we had so many compliments. They absolutely loved the fact that we're standing there singing all game, changing the tunes. People actually, you know, we got a few compliments saying, um. We didn't go. We went there to watch Western United, but we ended up not watching them and just watching you guys all night. It was just fantastic. So, Tassie love us. <laughs> we love Tassie. That was brilliant. 
like they when they wanted to get the chin, you know, I we turned around a couple of times and started, you know, the the Western Chan and and the Viking clap, and you know there was a couple of hundred people getting in it. We were at a um, we were just at a pub then mm-hmm. talking to a few of the locals. One of them said he lived two and a half, three streets down. Went out went outside to get something from his car, and he could hear us from three streets away. And he's also coming on to the Thursday game, so that's a good thing. Yeah, we're rallying up quite a few people. A, a, a few people have said, you know, have actually approached us and said, yeah, we'd like to come. You know, um, we've liked the whole sort of vibe that's been going on, and a few people disenfranchised with the AFL, so that's only going to be good for the soccer and even uh, basketball. Um, which is another emerging sport in Tassie. So do you think um, it would be a good location for an A-League team to be? Yes. Yeah. 100%. They would back it big time. I'd probably um, probably just make it a Tasmanian team, not a Hobart or Launceston team, and then you could do something like play games, one home game in Hobart, one in Lonnie, because it's not that far. And um, I think that... Look, Launceston got a fair crowd last night. There's a, p- a few more people in Hobart, and it's they've probably got a better ground. But you could still do games in in um in both towns. I would 100% recommend uh, an A League team down here. They get a team down here, the whole Tassie will back it, <clears throat> and they would at least get. I'd say at least ten thousand with a game because they've they've already got a um. There's an NBL team coming in um, next year as well. Um, which is basketball, and they've also had a couple of basketball games there this season, and there's been a fair, fairly decent crowd there. So, so like um, the, the demand for not even a, like any specific team. I honestly think the people down here just love live sport, yeah, exactly. and um, they want to get around it. And uh, apparently, there's been like literally local footy games, like um, Launceston South versus Launceston North, getting like hundreds and hundreds of people there. Just to watch, you know, so, some regional footy. So they sell out. Yeah, it's an sell it's out. an untapped market, and I think it should be capitalised on by the league. You know, what'd be really interesting is say post this footballer festival is different for the scenario that <clears throat> daily team happens is that because we have footwork there, it could be a regular big away game for Western United because we have like a bit of a footing there. You know what I mean? That would be, yeah. it'd be end up being a popular travel point. Not a good sell for Tassie. Exactly. We are, we are coming back next season as well. So I'm, Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm talking yeah. post that, post the two festivals of football. Um, if they get an A-League licence, West United having put the flag there, there'd be a few fans post this. Imagine having a, a team localised there and then West United coming, being one of those big away games for us. And honestly, it's such a cheap and easy away trip, you know. Um, for the Airbnb, for our, our accommodation and... Um, everything in general, bars and everything. It's, it's quite cheap. Flights accommodation for a week and the Uber ride was no more than $450, you know, for two flights, a week of accommodation and... You know, uh, a trip from the airport to the um to to where we're staying. It's you're not going to get anything cheaper for that anywhere else in Australia. Not for not for the you know duration. You could come for the weekend and not spend more than a couple of hundred dollars. So I definitely would recommend. And I would. Um, I know some people were a bit upset that we were having playing uh, two home games here. 
I would not mind coming back once a year to Tasmania. Yeah, Tasmania's a new good away trip. 100%. It's a home away trip, and I wouldn't be mad at it. It's our rural trip, our regional trip. You know, a lot of other clubs do it. You know, they play. I remember watching Melbourne Heart play out in Albury once. That was fantastic to watch. You know, we could even, you know, there's, there's so many places you could go that are just starved for, like, a, a national sport. And um, I, But I, I think Tasmania is, has been, not, you know, nothing but great for it. Yeah. And we've been good for Tassie. They've enjoyed it. What would you say the highlights been overall? I can't tell you. <laughs> the, the game, definitely the game. Nah. Get beaten Central Coast, beaten top of the league at that stage, top of the league was probably yeah by far the best. So you know that. And look, another highlight has been is because it is a small town. You walk down the streets mm-hmm. and you do bump into a few players, and they are so happy to say g'day and have a little chat with you on the street as you're walking down the street. Yeah, the players that we bumped into, you know, we bumped into Diamante, Diamante, Ryan Scott, Connor Payne. And they've actually approached us at times as well. They've seen us on the street and shouted, you know, hey, boys, come over here and have a chat. You know, it's like it almost it feels like um, it, it's something that you couldn't, you can't really buy. You know, you can't put a price on it because no other club in the world could do this, in, in my opinion. I think the culture at the club is so good. The fans we've got, you know, that are both casual and hardcore are brilliant. And the, just the vibe the club give, gives off is so positive. That, like it's the whole like I would love to give you a highlight, but from start to finish so far the whole trip has been phenomenal. It's a real family club. They treat you like family, and and that's what you want from a club. So they've definitely embraced his all being there and everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wicked. We're gonna leave it there, guys, so you can enjoy the rest of your shared accommodation. Good seeing you, and uh, enjoy, guys. All west our way. All west our way. And we're back. Great bit of insight from the guys there. They've had a lot of fun in Tassie. And, yeah, it sounds like the beer's flowing. You can really hear it in their voices that they've had a good time. Yeah. That's the worst I've heard Scott's throat after a, a, a big day, big game. But they were loud. I was really impressed by how well the crew turned up. But let's get into the game. Yes, let's do it. What did you think of how we lined up, Kelsey? So, obviously, the big thing, uh, Diamante back in the actual starting lineup. Yes. Uh, Guarachina starting up, you know, so they had that like little triangle up at the front. Yeah. Um, so you had Best, Dia, Ica. Then we have, you know, Payne, Uscock, Sanchez, Pierres. Hamill getting a start. Now that was a... I was, bit, I was a, big G up on that. Only a week after we started suggesting it too. But that's because they moved Uscock into the midfield with Diamante. And do you know what I think that is? I think it's because he's a bit more defensively sound and covers up for how risky Diamante can be. Yeah, he'll mop up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, Durante obviously getting another start. Which I think he played quite well. I'm a big fan of him this yeah. game. And the week before as well. Yeah, I think he's that. a solid player, but he's he has shortcomings. And Amai in the back of the centre-back roles again, which, again, we've been waiting for that to happen. Um, again, obviously, Ryan Scott starting over... Uh, Kudo. Kudo. Yeah, like... I think he's going to be a mainstay for us, to be honest. And I'm happy with that. You? Yeah, I, I think, like we said, as we've mentioned many times, I think it's transitioned to he's now number one. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'd like him to re-sign. That'd be nice. Same here. That's I'd love to see him develop with us, which we've always spoken about. And he's really proven himself, which I think I've been the harshest critic on the on the panel here in the garage. But I've been trying to say see this from a... Outside perspective here, it's like 
what is the cause causality of this? How's it going to affect us? What's the long-term plan here? And if he's someone we can develop and like, and build to that top tier goalkeeper. So like there's some amazing Australian goalkeepers in this league. Yeah. Like we're getting some good keeper development. And he's, he's getting into a good age. Like love is Second only to Poland. <laughs> well, in this case, like we're first. Yeah. Well, in this particular one, yes. <laughs> Um, how did you up with you when you saw the the late inclusion of Rizzo? I was pumped. Yeah, I was. Uh, English shouted uh, Seb out. Yeah, Seb was a big out for me. Um, I was a little bit also upset that Duzel was pushed out for Uzcock, but I what but we, we talked about is what I think is it is because yeah. Duzel is a dynamic player who was kind of in the absence of Diamante. We were using Duzel in that kind of playmaker role. And as we spoke about before the game, um, but just between messages, it was good to see that he's not like like Pierre being young, developing. He needs that body rest and to, mm. you know, develop. We don't want to stunt him or get him an injury early that could potentially affect his future career. No. Uh, to me, it was, a, I think it was one of the, the best sides we could have fielded on the day. Yeah, our side's getting stronger, which is good because it's peaking at the. Uh, Right time. We'll get exactly. some games in before any potential finals should we be lucky enough to make it. Mm. We're in an okay position. We're getting strength to be able to play and possibly qualify for those finals and have a good team. Mm. I think a, another big factor was De Silva from CCM was out this week as well, who is pretty integral to their team, which played to our advantage. But that's football. There's the breaks. Exactly. Uh, from the opening minutes, the service crew were fine in fine form. Uh, with the ole ole ole's dominating the dominating the ground. What did you do? You hear the, the they were loud. Um, yeah, it was great. Obviously, watch the game, listen to the replays. You can just hear them. Yeah. Um, it was nice also being a home game again. It's a bit louder than uh, not getting drained out by anything. Yep. Which was good. Uh, CCM were dangerous from the get go, and you can see why they're league leaders or contenders at this point. And, and now they're contenders they should thank us for that for knocking them down a peg but they were dynamic and they were able to shift and bend to try and yeah they're not afraid to just keep mixing it up to try new things to move the ball around and we were rough on their their forwards like matt simon had a rough day with durante like yeah, but in, in fairness, and I, I go about this in the second half a bit they gave Ica some good attention too though oh. equally well we saw his butt cheek. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I'd never seen that happen to a person before. I thought it was interesting they targeted him a bit. Because I know teams try to target Diamante, but with his class, it, it's hard to stop. Mm. Like, he's, he's too technical for... Gorochen, I thought it was an interesting ploy to try and... Uh, but he had a number of shots on goal. And I was going to go into it, but I'll just do a cash now. Had four shots on goal. Not yeah. all on target. Had a, a comparable passing accuracy to some of our best players on the day. I think he was one of our best players, to be honest. Oh, he was fantastic. And um, that connection between him and Diamante. Oh, it's just magic. Um, Barisha had a good game. He was linking in play. As soon as Diamante's on the on the field, something happens to our team. He's, his dynamism, his freaking... Fe- I don't know what it is. His vibe, the fact that... I don't know if it's Marbo. I don't understand... I'm glad you mentioned Amabo because that's where I was going. I with saw the your two. little eyes like getting into it, man. I yeah. saw you, you wanted it, but I don't. I, He's the fax machine that works. Yeah. <laughs> now it's, I'm a big fan of when we're playing like like that, and Sanchez. Could just see him back in a bit of better form. I just I was a big fan of how we played that day. Yeah. 
we defended well from the yeah, back. It was a like, very defense because obviously the quality of CCM is really good this season. Um, we had to put in a bit of a defensive shift, and I think it really showed. Yeah, I to be honest, all of our defenders could get three like three points each this game, but, but can't happen. Yeah, there is one player who really stood out, and I, I think he'll probably go into the fifth minute. Okay, so Connor Payne, and I'll go into a bit of a uh, play-by-play. Now, Diamante was involved in this play, but it actually started off with a May. So there was a goal kick that he intercepted at the, the, half, the halfway line. He then goes to kick it to Uzcock. Uzcock misses it. CCM guy almost gets there. Barisha passes off to Diamante. And Diamante, with his like that excellent vision and ability just to find pain. And create an angle that shouldn't exist. Exactly. Managed to lob it to pain. Payne does a little bit of dribbling. A quick pass back to Barisha. Who backheels it. Yeah. Back to um, Payne. And he just like casually gets past three or four CCM defenders and the goalkeeper. For a left, and he left foots it in like like it was nothing. I wasn't. I was gobsmacked because I didn't like. I think that everyone was. Birgitte's eyebrows were more like aggravated than usual, and they are aggressive eyebrows. They really are. I know. Sorry, They're more so aggressive I than those ads on. I don't know if you've seen them on KO slash Foxtel with the new four K HD ads, and they got the player's eyebrow talking. They're pretty aggressive. Probably Payne's best performance this game. For us. Both offensively and defensively, crucially. Exactly. Well, he got back and stopped. I, it's in my notes, but he went back and um, he like Hammer was off, and so was I think Ma. And he managed to track back and get the ball out of the square. What the hell, man? Um, and TCM were confused. We we really sliced them open on that play. Like it was not the greatest finish in the world. Mm. Like it wasn't like he curled it or you know he it was a bob a bobbling ball into the net. But they were so confused and caught static on their own feet, like mm. just unable to move that there was nothing anyone could do. The four defenders were on the line still. Yeah. And and the keeper was so like footed, like mm. embedded into the ground, still wondering what just happened. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. And yeah, just loved it. Good old Pano. We looked dangerous a few minutes after that. And Ika had a, a good shot at goal a few moments after that. And it went straight to the keeper which I think has happened a few times with him. So I'd really like like him to approve because I've, since Ika came on board and I, I questioned that a lot when we first brought him in, if we needed Ika. And I do believe he, he adds a lot of value, even if we swap him out for Inman and stuff like that. Oh, sorry. I just heard a breaking news. Mm. The Tottenham Spuds have sacked Jose Mourinho. No way. Yep. Just come out right there. Uh, is he going to Melbourne Victory? That would be that could be a that could be a new role for him. Wow, that'd be a downgrade. Yeah, so just a bit of sorry to interrupt there. Just a bit of breaking news. Not obviously not A League related, but because yeah. it's AM now in uh, the UK. Just a bit of breaking news. Anything to add to how we lined up so defensively? Anything you'd like to highlight in the first half? Um, just more the the, the, the collective ability to defend together as a team. Mm. Um, everyone really tried to help one another, especially when we got the goal. Yep. Um, this was a game we w- wanted and needed to win, especially after dropping that game to Wellington. To Wellington, you know, if we're in the continuum march, really crucial. And yeah, I just thought first, like we showed we wanted it. So we'll now go into the second half. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say about the first half, actually, just quickly, was the ability that no look pass to Guarachena for oh. that one that went straight at him. Agreed. 
Like there were so many good passes and things like that that it's easy, easy to thumb them over. And Diamante had a brilliant game. Yeah. Just his aura had a good game. Yeah. Just his presence. Yeah. The vibe. The Marbo. Yeah. We all get where we're going with this. Yeah. It's yeah. Constitution. I don't want to say we have to buy crystals and be hippies and move to Byron, but... We may have to do that. It could happen. Right. So we'll get into the second half now. Now, I found that CCM come out in the second half was a very attacking at 10, especially in that 10 minutes. I should. They were even smart enough to draw an early yellow from Hamill when they were creating their chances. Mm. That kind of worried you because I was worried about the potential for second yellows. That How did you find their uh, opening 10 minutes? Their 10 minutes, they obviously come out of the change rooms after a bit of a rev up, a bit of a strategy change because we obviously were trying to choke them. We would... Yeah, that, and that's the thing we go over to. They, they're not afraid to mix it up. Mm. You know, they're not afraid to, oh, we're playing one way, it's not working. Let's try this. That's the thing. You've got to be dynamic and you can't have a static plan. Yeah, you, you've always got to be evolving, changing, adapting. You know, you can't always play your way, so you might have to adapt to a new way of play. I think Hamill was really good in that game. Yeah. And I think he's a he's mix of speed and also agility. Like he's a bit... Well, that's why I was worried about him getting the yellow, for example, because if he gets a red, that's a huge yeah. player off the pitch. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So after the opening 10-minute flurry, we started to get some control back. And then in the 58th minute, um, Raul's got a yellow card for crushing a Nico. And this is where we talked about earlier. Like he really received some attention in this game. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I thought it was a smart strategy because no point targeting Diamante. He's not gonna, it's not going to get to him. He might say a few words in Italian. Um, Give you a cuddle. Might let the ref know a little bit in Italian. But the thing, he's not. If, if you, you you're man marking us, why would you like? Why would you mark Diamante? You'd mark the people that he's passing to, who are going to get the goals. Yeah. He's he's selfless when it comes to passing. Right. He he's trying to set you up. That's right. So I thought it was smart for them to go that up that yeah. chain. Now we need to the most, probably the most controversial part of the game. 100%. Let's go. So just two minutes later in the uh, 60th minutes on the hour mark, Tonyuk received a second yellow, giving him a nice shiny red card, only for it to be overturned in the offside, uh, for offside in the build-up to play. Now, I've got a bit of preamble here. From my understanding of the VAR rules, you can, VAR can only interject if it is a straight red card offence, a red card incident that was missed, i.e. violent conduct or studs that were a bit higher than what the uh, ref initially saw or thought. Um, or if a um, red card was given mistakenly, i.e. a handball in the box that didn't come off the shoulder, for example. My understanding is they cannot interject on second on a second yellow. So what are your thoughts on this? Well... This might have helped when Uzcock got a, a second yellow for that foul on Robbie Cruz a few months ago. But again, this was against my understanding of the rule. Western United tweeted, can someone please explain? I'm paraphrasing because it's not the exact language. Uh, the commentators were confused. Because we were all of the understanding you can't do it for a yellow card offence. Like if it had been a second, that was a straight red card offence. Yeah, they mm. could have event, but it wasn't a red card offence. It was a second yellow. Was After a, a number of fouls, because yeah. he'd been doing the wrong thing. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, I, I found that to be very strange. Do you just find VAR getting more and more confusing by the weeks and making the rules up as they go? I think it's a very difficult job being an umpire. Yeah, I don't blame the refs who are reviewing no, but, of that, but they have that set up in place. Ali Reza, who was the big import a few years ago, this um, referee, come in to to do the deal. 
And I think they get cop a lot of a lot of flack from us, the fans, because it is such a stressful job, such a critical job to get right. And he's got someone in his ear saying, "Hey, man, maybe you shouldn't have done that." That you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I, yeah, I, I, I am in two minds about VAR. I think it's good. I think, like I said, I don't blame the people who are operating the like making the rulings on the technology. Mm. I'm blaming the rule book itself. Oh, exactly. That's what I mean. They're functioning in a guideline. And in this case, I don't believe it should have been intervened. It didn't affect the result at all. It is. Yeah, like, like I said, I could have understood if it was a straight red... I was saying mm. it was a straight red card offence. and interject. I don't see how, why they should have interfered. Right, wrong or indifferent, you know, offside. Did Reza ruling. ask for it? I, I don't think he's even allowed to because it's a second I, yellow. I don't know. That's what I... Like, the whole situation makes sense. West United clearly confused by it. Um, everyone was confused by it. It was a complete gaff. Yeah, and then like the commentators are trying to work out, like obviously they worked out it was because of the offside, but the offside shouldn't have been looked at. So here's the question, Kelsey. I'm playing you in, in a local seniors game, yeah, or whatever it is. I shoot you, but Scott's offside. Do I go to prison? Apparently not. Apparently it's play on, continue, I bleed out. Exactly. So I go to your house. I steal your TV. Chloe's offside. Your lovely wife. She needs to learn to play her lines better. I know. Exactly. Chloe, step your game up. But th- that's what I don't understand. Um, he, like, um, what if he had been hurt in that scenario? Yeah, like, what if it had been studs up to the knee? Like, this. You, you get my point. It. Yeah, it, it's weird. Player safety should be paramount. And you should be disciplining... Dangerous behavior, which is the point of the foul. So, you know what I mean? To keep yeah. the game fair and, but yeah, it's fucked. Look, I don't look. I get it. I get it from a CCM perspective. You'd be filthy, but he did have an accumulation. Yeah, he's good at what he does. I'm a big fan. If he come to us, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, either would I. Like, I, I like his Phonics, physicality. Yeah, I just think the like I said, the rule book is really messed yeah. up and unclear. That's completely out of their hands. And sometimes you just got to play the ball as it lies. And we didn't get the rub of the green on that goal, but we got the rub of the green in the end result. That's right, we did. So Matt Simon would troll a couple of good shots and chances before um, he was sub for the soon to be headed uh, to Germany, Kowal, who when he came on... Kowal, man. That impacts up. Yeah, well, that's what we've been lacking since Rizzo's been injured. Like that person who can yeah. come in and light it up. But a bit of praise for Ryan Scott for reading Kowal's movements and mm. trying to get the... Like clearing the ball before or stopping the ball before Kowal could do fatal damage because that's what killed us in that first game versus them yeah like it was him just being allowed to have space and time to run and how we're defending them as well like because he is cool as a cucumber yeah Cut, like go get some get, get good 10 years under your belt buddy come back to western united that's sunny all boys ain't got nothing on him in terms of coolness <laughs> um so yeah then we move on to like the 76 minute now, Iker and Best would be subbed for Inman and the returning Rizzo. Rizzo. Riz, daddy. Now, how did you feel to see the Rizzo in the green and black on the pitch? I was G'd up. We've missed him this season. Although he, you can see he's shaking the cobwebs off. You know what I mean? Like He's going to be rusty. Yeah. Give him three or so games back. Yeah. But still, he was making some good runs. He didn't seem to be in any pain. He seemed to be moving well, and which was what I was really looking for. And he didn't hinder play. So I have no issue with how he played. I was really happy to see him play. Yeah. Um, and then in the 86th minute, Diamant, the other sub was Diamant was sub for Giselle. I reckon that was just a bit of an icing. Did you did you see Diamanti on? The, did you did you watch the full game? I might have missed that part. Okay, this is what happened. He literally does like a, a like a hand gesture to the um to the bench. Coach, yeah, the bench, and he's like, 
Wrap her up, boys. I'm done. A couple minutes later, Giselle's on. But that really highlights the caliber of what Diamante brings to the side. Yeah. And we didn't lack that much afterwards. We were still quite defensive yeah. with Giselle. And I think with his ribs too, I think he was like, I've done enough. Now we can ice the game. It felt like an icing substitution. Like, let's just ice the game. Yeah, park it. Get it done. Like, why risk me? Mm. I'm your star player. Yeah. Had a big day. Yeah, he did. Now, obviously, the whistle would go. We'd win 1-0. The big thing I noticed in the second half was this, was that they had 10 shots at goal in the second half to our none. That, I think, sad. was a bit of a, you know, dangerous issue. Obviously, great defensive, amazing defensive performance. Um, but would you have liked to have seen maybe a sub earlier to try and kill the game off? Maybe, like, maybe best subbed a little bit earlier, try and get some speed up the front or... I... Oh, yeah. Who do we have? Like, like, what do we have on the bench? Like, because you had Shepard, who we wanted to see. He was there. He wasn't. No, there. he wasn't. That's right. He was they dropped. changed him for Markovic. That's right. Markovic was the one in, which is the new signing, which is good to see him in a. We went like, but he's a, he's a back, so that doesn't count help there. But if you look at our um our bench, it's a pretty good variety there. We've got Kelvin. Like, would you have liked to have seen it or something, or even maybe a change a tactic to try and? Yeah, I. We weren't. We'll try not to expose ourselves. So, yeah. we, we we held up play and pushed forward, but it wasn't. Look, I think it was very strategic, mm. like smart in order to jag the one nil. I think maybe if we had tried to go all guns blazing at CCM, we might have gotten destroyed quite handedly. Yeah, because they are like instead of one nil, it could have been like three four one. Yeah, it could have been very different. I, I'm surprised we didn't get yellow carded for how long Ryan Scott was taking to kick the ball out. Did you notice? And this is another... Shithousery at its best. Yeah, well, here's a fun one. So the ball goes out, and this is in probably the last 10 minutes or whatever. The ball goes out. Ryan Scott goes to chase it, and Ali Rezo literally goes, mate, no, just grab the one close to you. Because he went to go grab chase the ball as opposed to grab the one that was stationary to take the longer time. He can get whichever one he wants. Yeah, that's how I feel. Scott? Yeah. No, look, personally, in my opinion, I think we made the right moves. We got the result. Mm. Um, I don't think we had anything there that could have changed it because... Uh, we didn't have Shepard on the bench. We didn't have Wales, I don't think. No, Wales no. was our concussion. Yeah, so... On that note, I'm so glad we rested Wales. We took him on the trip, but he got the yeah, week off and hopefully he can get a play on, um, you know, if eligible and if ready, About hopefully ready. he can play later in the week. But good to include him in the squad, keep him part of everything. Mm. Um, yeah, I was really happy with this performance. Sometimes yeah. you need to grind out a 1-0. 100%. Do we get to player of the year? Yeah, let's do it. So do you want to start with the uh, boys' votes away? The absentee voting? Yes. Okay. So moving on to Jay. Jay gave three points to Payne, two to Scott, one to Amay. Leb, three points to Payne, two to Scott, one to DP. Scott, three points to Payne, two to DP, one to Amai. I gave three points to Payne for an outstanding game, getting us the win. Uh, he was defensively strong. He was attacking well. He was doing a little bit, uh, something a little more complicated than that little triple deke he used to do. He, Relied on Charlie Conway. Um, two points to Ica because I'm a big fan of what he brings to the team and I think it's understated and what could he could bring us for a couple years, in my opinion. And one point to Alessandro. All right. Well, I think the three is obvious. I, it's pain. And I'm going to steal a Mighty Ducks reference as well, except mine's going to be two way football instead of hockey. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That good two way play. I love it. End to end. Um, what else you got? Right, so for my two, I've got um, Ica. Like I said, I thought he, like, with you, I thought he was very, very good. Um, there was a reason why he was being targeted by the CCM. 
He's dangerous. He's got good ball handling. He can do some Zaz shit. Yep. He, he was being enforced by their enforcers against stealing some hockey references yep. for some football. And one, I'll go Ryan Scott. He, you know, did some good saves. Um, really knew when to come out to stop Kowal and Co. in this one. So, leading the week's votes, 15 points to Connor Payne. Is that the first one of the first clean sweeps we've had? Um, no, no, but there's some pretty close ones, though. Yeah, so it would be one of the only ones that's been a clean sweep. I'll double-check it, but it's pretty close. Uh, 15 to Cotter Payne, 6 to Ryan Scott, 4 to Ica, 3 to DP, 2 to Amai, 1 to Diamante. And the overall table is looking like this. 54 to, to Diamante, 50 to Ryan Scott, 49 to DP, 47 to Amai, 39 to Ica, 39 to Wales, 31 Payne, 30 Duzel. Just saying 30. Payne basically doubled his score in one round. Yeah. Duzel, also 30. Uzcock is sitting ninth on 30 as well. Uh, Sanchez coming 10th on 26th. Vessar Berisha is coming 13th on 17 points. Look, at times I think he's been harsh. But I do find it odd Sanchez is only 10th. Sanchez has been a well, but it is very competitive. Like Scott, oh, it is. Like, I'm just saying, it's when a good player like that is tenth, it's a good sign. Yeah, like now, so that's pretty good. So next week, the final game of the Tassie Festival of Football, and West United take on Wellington Phoenix. We recently had a bitter loss to them, and we Diamante obviously wasn't on the pitch, and we were quite surprised by him not being there. Do you think we'll play Diamante this week? And how do you yes. think we'll line up? I think we will. Um, I think we'll field a strong lineup again. I think you'll see Risley get some more minutes. Um, Probably not full game, I don't think. I know. I, I, it's minutes at this point. Instead of what he came on for, what, final 15, he might get 20 to 30 minutes. I'd like to see him start, get into that first team lineup, and then bring DP in. Yeah, I, w- I would, but I think we're a couple of weeks away from that. Okay. Just at this stage, a couple yeah. of games, I should say. Weeks. You never know what the, where the football games are going at the moment. Mm. I think it's going to be a very different lineup to the one that played Wellington. As in, like, players available, quality of player available. Um, interesting to see if Wales can get in mm. or fit. Obviously, don't want to risk him. Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I'd like to see Hamill start again. Yes, I'm a big fan of that. Um, maybe even with Voitzer in the back line. I think this is this is a game we need, am I? But I'd love to see him get, a like, a bit of rest. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we line up. I, I dare say that Bess will be there. Which... I assume it'll be similar to the one that just played. Yeah. I don't think there'll be many tweaks at all, to be honest. No. And I think we'll just have heavy rotation over yeah. the next few games. It'll just be the amount of sub we use on when we sub them. Because I think we have a heavy schedule after this from memory. So. Well, we probably need it. There's a few catch-up games to play. Yeah. How do you think this will play out? I think we'll get the result this time. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling like a 2-2-1 two two type, 2-0-2-1 two two type deal. I'm in a 3-2 camp. Last time, I think there's a lot of, not bad blood with Wellington, but there's a lot of, we always have interesting games with them. They're the biggest rivals they have. No, but it's a Besides the rival- distance derby. <laughs> no, but it's an organic rivalry because we have a lot of integral people that came from there to here. It creates a nice bit of, you know what I mean? Competition is fun. It makes the game interesting. We're happy to return Curdo at the moment. They've actually got a pretty good keeper. So. No, they do. Yeah. Did you see what they did to Perth last night? No, I actually missed it because I was at a wedding. What was he doing? Sorry to yell right there, but what the F was Perth's goalkeeper doing? Distraction in the box called the ready zone. 
after its founder. Wellington are dangerous. Devia is good. They are a good team and they have been unlucky to be where they are. Speaking of Devia, I'd like to see him targeted a little bit. Niggled a little <laughs> bit, I'd say, within the rules. Ulzcock, I'm looking at you. Like, I'm just saying, like, if you just annoy him a little bit, it's because I respect him as a player. We lost to them without Diamante, so I think we could be a lot more dynamic and also put them to bed. Having Uzcock in the midfield to shore up our us leaking balls. Our biggest problem is losing possession quickly in the forward third when we're attacking. Yeah. And my honest, and I hate to say this because I love him so, Barisha, he can't keep up. No, he's struggling to hold the ball these days. That's that's my worry. And I'm not sure if we've got someone else can do better. I'd like to see Kane Shepard get a go, but I don't think this is the game. No, I don't either. I think we need to do what we have to do to get the result. We're going to go into the well, active support for the Tassie game. Uh, the boys will all be there again. Make sure you get in. Um, the Western Service crew is uh, is welcoming. If you're an away fan, be sure to uh, check in. Well, as you heard from our chat, you know, everyone, like people are loving. They're getting good feedback. They want you to be a part of it. Feel free to, you know, jump in and get involved. Western United is one of the few clubs that you could go to the away team's pub and have a beer. That is something I know the active support have prided themselves in, especially for traveling interstate fans who it can be quite... We've really wanted to reach out with interstate fans, like come over, have a bit of a pub, have a bit of like fun chat. You can can have a good laugh with someone. Remember, we are part of a niche community enjoying a sport that is is the third biggest sport. And is looked down upon by the mainstream audience. Like... Shits, sh- bullshit aside, we're all here to have fun time. So if anyone who are Wellington Phoenix supporters, make sure you check in with the service crew. They're always down for a bit of a laugh and a, definitely a few beers. And definitely a chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So make sure you have fun. It, that's what it's about. Feel free uh, to huss at us. Yeah. Huss. Shout out Rudin as a snake. We'll get into you in a second. Leading into the ladder, Andrew Tran is still out in front. I'm just, I didn't think he still would be on 49 points. Scott is second on 45. Mongoose 40D is third on 43. I'm fourth. Uh, I don't know why you're giving me the finger. I have not I'm tied tipped third. since round one. I'm tied third. Step your game up. Um, Harris Maynard, shout out, my second favorite Harris, um, is coming seventh. Uh, Ghazi's coming eighth. Ghazi's had a big turnaround. You should take some notes. I'm not going to start now. I cannot be bothered. The Albury kid uh, is on 39 points, tied eighth. So there's a lot of people in that eighth position. Rudan is a snake, bro. Step your game up. This is game week, you know? Uh, he's on 38. Uh, Lebby T and DeJoker Baby are 13th and 14th, respectively. Uh, Gerald Lynch is tied 16th with Ro Riz, Gerald uh, himself, actually, Brooke, and. ESPN fan, 56841. I'm changing your name of that group chat. Literally uh, done nothing. I didn't say you're good at it. Uh, any cards for this week? <laughs> I'd like to give another card, the Celtic. For, so, a bit of preamble. They, there was an old firm Scottish Cup game last night. Um, before the game, their manager said Celtic were the best club in Scotland, despite the fact they've already lost the title to Rangers. So, uh, red card to them. Best part was when Rangers eliminated from the Scottish Cup last night, they put up a nice little uh, Facebook post going, a nice 2-0 win against the best team in Scotland. Oh, gotta love the shithousery. Um, I like to give my red card to KO. Man, fix your, your program. Yeah, like, everything is everyone else's fault but theirs. Well, if everyone's got a consistent issue, like whenever my one buffers, so yeah, yeah, it's my, my internet's fault. Why is your programming 
Just saying maybe it is my internet's fault. Although I've had very few issues with buffering. Was it any other platform? Yeah, no other platform. How's your Netflix? Amazing. Disney? Amazing. So you had, had no trouble with that? No. Huh. What about your independent wrestling? I did have an issue with that. But that is an... I, I, shout out IWTV. Love the product. I watched um, uh, uh, H2O's uh, H2O pay-per-view last night. It was really good. You would have enjoyed it. But for KO, an offshoot of Foxtel... Murdoch only cares about one thing. Them dollars. God, why does it want to buffer? It goes back to the start of the game. Or like you said, when you're watching a replay, why does it want to buffer? It takes you to the live one, ruining the results. Yeah. And like I said, it's still everyone else's fault. Yeah, but that's about it for us, man. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe our page, send us a message, review us. We're always down for a bit of a football chat. Don't forget to check out the game on Thursday if you're in Tassie. Kels, yeah. any final words? No, I think that we can just sum it up with all the West, aren't we? All the West, are we? Well, all West, aren't we, mate? You didn't say it fully properly, man. Mm-hmm.